I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm your host, Patty Teal, here as usual with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Vicki, what's the latest warning you have for us? Hi, Patty. Well, I've talked before about old scams that never seem to die. They just come back around and sometimes with a new twist. So the grandparent scam is one of those. But just recently, I've learned that the virtual kidnapping scam is back. Wow, you did talk about that some time ago. And I remember it was happening to families in the South Coast, in particular Santa Barbara. And it seemed they had relatives in Mexico. Is this the group that's being targeted now? Well, no, we've got a different group. Here's the headline from Rolling Stone magazine that caught my eye. Virtual kidnappings hit entertainment industry elite. So let me read the first paragraph, which is actually quite chilling. At 12.44 p.m. on June 13th, the wife of a high-profile music industry veteran received a call from a 917 number that made her stomach drop. A male voice with a thick accent told the woman that her daughter, whose name he used, had just been involved in a car accident and was in the back of his vehicle awaiting help. The man on the line assured the woman that her daughter was fine and hung up quickly. As the woman was relaying the conversation to her husband, the phone rang again, and this time, The voice on the other end was far less comforting. The stranger said he was a member of a Mexican drug cartel and told the woman that plans had changed. He was going to drive the girl across the southern border. The teen would be raped and dismembered if the woman didn't meet his associate in a suburban Walmart parking lot and pay $10,000 in cash. Chillingly, the man raved about the girl's blonde hair and said she was so pretty. The woman then heard what she thought was her daughter in the background. Mommy, help me, the muffled voice cried. The executive repeatedly called his daughter's cell phone, but there was no answer. Boy, that is a terrible story, and it must have been so terrifying. And the fact that they knew what the daughter looked like and the color of her hair made it seem so real. What happened then? Well, to make things worse, the father tried repeatedly calling his daughter's cell phone, which is exactly what he should have done, but unfortunately, he got no answer. Well, that must have made it even scarier. As it turned out, the girl was nowhere near the Mexican border. She was seated in a classroom in a private school in New York, where a lot of kids from the entertainment industry go to school. She was finishing up on an exam, which was why she wasn't answering her phone. Her phone was turned off. So how did this nightmare end, Vicki? Well, the parents had been told not to call the police. They were on their way to Walmart to meet the scammer when they decided to call a private investigator they knew, a former New York Police Department officer who had provided security to their family in the past. Now, once they reached this officer, he was quickly able to call the school and establish that the girl was safely in her class. He also determined that the scammer was using a burner phone so couldn't be traced. Well, I'm so glad that they found that out. 
But some people aren't so fortunate to know a private investigator to call. What then? Well, the investigator was interviewed for this article, and he said he has been fielding these calls from quite a few high-profile clients in New York and Los Angeles. And he said the key was to find out where the child really was. But I seem to remember one story where the supposed kidnapper kept the victim on the line the entire time so that no one was able to reach her. That's right. In that incident, the father was in Los Angeles on business. The mother was here in Santa Barbara and the girl was on a camping trip near the Mexican border. The story was the same. He heard what he thought was his daughter's voice and a gruff voice telling him that they were going to take his daughter into Mexico and use her for sex trafficking. So the scammers had him running around Los Angeles for hours trying to get together the money they were demanding, and they refused to let him off the phone. He said it was a nightmare from hell. The scammers finally hung up after they'd gotten practically his last dime, and he was able to get a text from his wife who didn't know what had happened to him, and she was able to assure him that his daughter was safely home. So from what I'm hearing and from what the detective said, it sounds like they're targeting specific people who have a high profile and the means to pay a high ransom for the return of their child. That's right. And another privatized security specialist who was interviewed said that the scam itself isn't new, but the level of sophistication has evolved. Scammers are going for folks with lots of money and they are doing their homework to find these parents. Yeah, and no wonder that celebrities want to keep their children out of the limelight because it sounds like they're targeting children of celebrities who are often well-known to the public. People know what they look like. Exactly, and these kids often have their own social media accounts, so it wouldn't take much to figure out what school they go to, what they look like, and even a few other things about them. The investigators that commented that even getting a little bit of information about a child allows the scammer to gain some semblance of credibility with the intended victim. And pieces of information that the parents might think are private really aren't. And of course, that would lead parents to believe that something is really wrong. So how can parents avoid this type of scam? Well, Patty, as I have said many times, be very careful what you put online, especially in a public platform. Avoid things like photographs, names, where they go to school, and names of relatives. In fact, scrub the internet of as many details about your child as you can. Don't give scammers information to work with. Right. And of course, some of these children, you know, they're preteens or teens and they're already posting online. So it's very important to monitor what they put online and to teach them how dangerous that is or to make it very private somehow. What if you get one of these calls? What should you do? Well, here's the advice of one investigator. Ask for what they call proof of life, like a photo with a newspaper that shows the date. And of course, if you can manage to ascertain where your child actually is, that's the best thing to do. The threat is almost never real. But as the father in this case said, it was 25 minutes of pure horror. He said, it's like you're living in a horror movie, the worst possible thing that could happen to you as a parent. Boy, it sure sounds like it. And even though the victims in these cases were high profile entertainment type executives, this really could happen to anyone, couldn't it? 
That's absolutely right. And the fact that the scam is making a resurgence tells me that it's going to come to various communities, including ours. So you have to assume that this scam is making a comeback and we need to know about it and what to do if we get one of these calls. Wow, Vicki, thank you so much for this warning. It is horrendous what some people will do and the lengths they'll go to to get some money and just so very, very cruel. Absolutely. So Vicki, after that very scary story, is there any good news? Yes, there is. I have a headline here from the Department of Justice. It's kind of what we've been talking about, that particular kind of scam. And here's the headline. Defended in grandparent scam networks, sentenced for RICO conspiracy targeting elder Americans. So this was a California man who was part of a network of individuals who were extorting seniors in the United States. And he was running the grandparent scam, which we're all very familiar with. They contact elderly victims by telephone, impersonate a grandchild or other close relative or friend, and they convince the victim that their relatives or friends are in legal trouble, need money to pay bail or medical expenses for car accident victims, et cetera, et cetera. So the defendants and their co-conspirators received money from victims by various means, and this is what caught my eye, including in-person pickup. So we're familiar with wire transfer, mail, gift cards, but now the scammers are actually coming to your home to oh, pick up money. I'm sorry to laugh. Very it's not funny scary. at all. But here in a yeah. city near you, we're coming to your home. That's just it, terrible. Yeah. It's just terrible. So that's why this particular article caught my eye. But fortunately, they caught this guy and he uh, is being prosecuted and convicted. Well, that is very good news, Vicki. I'm glad we can end it on a positive note. And also, would you give your fraud hotline number? Absolutely. Area code 805-568-2442. And again, I'll repeat that, 805-568-2442. Thank you so very much, Vicki. Thank you. Bye. Guys.